trade is in the books. The NFL trade deadline has passed about I don't know, two hours ago-ish. I saw some... <laughs> what was that noise for? This boring-ass trade deadline. I mean, they're normally boring. <laughs> they're usually boring, don't you think? I was. I, I felt there was going to be more excitement in the air this year. Why? I just... There are teams I feel like could have moved guys that and needed to the Deshaun Watson stuff, the Allen Robinson deal, and you know the Derrick Henry news. You know, even though they signed AP, obviously we're going to talk all about that. But they could have been trading for someone. You know, Ronald Jones was a big name. Heard a lot of names and no action. Yeah, I mean, I don't need action. It's just how it goes. I don't even know. But I mean, welcome into the Ziggy Steel Show. I must say. Along with my co-host, Steel, I am your host, Ziggs. And, yeah, trade deadline, not that exciting. Not as exciting <sighs> as, I mean, the week eight um, round of games that we had. The fuck you called that exciting? I mean, there are a couple of them in there that were... It's a oh, weird week. Okay. You know, I think, uh, you know, we're going to... weird. <laughs> it was a weird week. It was a weird week. Maybe that's what makes it exciting, especially coming off of week seven where everybody is is gone. So I think I think this week was uh was pretty interesting and we're back to like a full you know, full slate of games pretty much. Oh yeah. So good days ahead for the NFL. I do wanna say with the Maybe. 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 I don't know. Let's see who gets injured next week. Um, I will say, um, with the trade deadline, though, we saw Von Miller move just recently to the Rams. Melvin Ingram, as well, today moved uh, from the Steelers to the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, they need some help, man. What did you think about that game last night? I guess we could start there. Yeah, I I think everything I talked about last week, the Chiefs are in danger of not making the playoffs this year. They are two games back from the Raiders, which they had some stuff happen to their offense that could affect their t- team outlook. You know, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, they were on by, I guess we can just mention it. Um, Henry Ruggs, DUI. This guy killed a man, and we don't know what's going to happen. We can assume probably not good for him in his NFL career at this rate. Yeah, see Dante Stallworth if you want to see how the NFL has reacted to these types of things in the past but uh yeah we'll definitely kind of dive into what this means more for las vegas but i mean they're still strong i mean they're, uh david carr just came out you know bad timing of a tweet but you know talking about how his brother could win mvp and he will be the most valuable mvp if he does and so i think they still have faith in in vegas kind of moving forward and if that's the case i mean maybe the broncos were or half sellers got rid of Von Miller, but not Melvin Gordon or anyone like that. Um, but right. them and then the Chargers, the Chiefs have a, a pretty tough hill to climb here. Even though, I mean, they're still squeaking out wins. They're four and four. Right, but that's the problem. They squeaked out a win against the Giants. And the Giants do have a decent defense, mm-hmm. but they like. The, and this was also a credit, not a credit to the Giants' offense. They didn't perform well at all against the Chiefs defense. That's kind of been a, a laughable at times this year. Mm-hmm. So you, New York, regardless, is a team you expected the Chiefs to just beat the pants off of, and they didn't do it. I talked last week. They have a tough upcoming schedule. I don't have it in front of me, but the Giants and I think basically the Broncos, who they play twice, could really only be their like 
easily winnable games, if you know what I mean. You know, I don't I'm not calling them a bad teams, but as far as the Chiefs are concerned, this is a team that should be in every game they're playing and obviously that hasn't been the result so far this year. So No. Um uh, yeah, just kind of going through, you know, the, the box score here and kind of from what I watched a little bit last night. I mean, Daniel Jones, twenty two completions, two hundred and twenty two yards, a couple touchdowns his customary turnover as well. But the ball was kind of spread around through everybody on the Giants. And what I, you know, like what from the Giants defense is that they've kind of copied what a lot of teams are doing with the Chiefs offense right now. And that's keeping the too high safety look. And they're not letting Tyreek Hill beat them. And that's really, you know, messing up um, Patrick Mahomes' timings because he is a first read kind of guy. Um, there's a lot of metrics showing that he does not come off his first read very often. So, if your first read is Tyreek Hill going deep and, you know, there he's essentially double covered every single play, then you're going to get, you know, what he had last night, 12 for 12 for 94 underneath. And so that's not really Tyreek Hill's game. So that's that's just it's just something that Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, you know, they're both too good as a combination to not figure it out. But, man, they're they've got some work to do. And I, you know, we can credit the Edward Solaire injury to this offense kind of sputtering a can little we? bit, even though Daryl Williams. I was going to say, huh? can we? No, I was going to say Daryl Williams looks great. What it really, I think, comes down to is the lack of a true number two wide receiver in this offense. And, you know, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kelly, you don't want to call them either one of them the one or two. They're the one A and one B. So, the, you know, you were waiting for guys like Miko Hardman to emerge and it hasn't happened. Marcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, exactly. Josh, Josh Gordon. Gordon. Like, you can keep on going on the name. Chris, <laughs> like, I'm telling you, since Chris Conley and Jeremy Macklin, they have not had anybody really with that big body that will help them move the chains like they need. So, like, I think that's a very, very important piece that we're missing to this offense. Um, and they thought Michael Hardman was just another Tyree because he's got pretty much the same speed here. But you could... He's only five for sixty-three in this game, which you know, if you go back and look at his stats, is probably one of his better games of his career, man. Like, it, this is third year now, so it's like they're going to have to go back to the drawing board. There, I think the offensive line hasn't necessarily gelled as much as you know you would like through eight games. Um, but yeah, the number two receiver aspect is is a big big issue. Yeah, the. Oh, some in my eye. Um, that's just always going to hurt you. They like a, like AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if they had a AJ Brown type receiver opposite Tyreek Hill? I know Travis Kelsey is like almost that mold, but there's still a difference between a Travis Kelsey and an AJ Brown. Yeah, like the 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 AJ Brown has that. I caught a ten yard slant, but I just took it fifty yards for a touchdown, which you know he did this weekend. Right? But yeah, unfortunately, he's got that capability. Tyreek Hill has that. I'm going to take the top off your defense, and no one's going to be able mm-hmm. to catch me. Right. So you're going to need someone to work those intermediate passes. That's not Travis Kelsey, because right. I mean Travis Kelsey's getting older, man. I mean he only had four catches in this game. He also lost yeah. the fumble. Heard a lot of fantasy owners. Yeah, yeah hurt, lost the fumble. Hurt me too. Um, I'm one of those. It's me. I'm fantasy owners. So, uh, me too. In like four leagues. So yeah, it's it's one of those games that you know Kelsey's still the tight end one, dude. Like you're not going to do anything about him. But it's starting. It is a little concerning, and you would 
you would bank on them figuring it out um, before you know you fall you fall too far into the weeds of, of your uh, you know fantasy leagues. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Chiefs' schedule. I was like, bro, they're in the weeds. Oh now. yeah, no, they they're got... definitely in the. They're, yeah, their schedule is in the weeds. You're absolutely right. But I'm saying, if you had Travis Kelsey, you're probably sitting with a pretty decent record, um, just because of how much uh, turmoil has been at the tight end position outside of Kelsey. So if you're coming back down to the pack now, hopefully you can just get through this rough patch with your fantasy team, the Chiefs as well, and they're just gonna have to figure it out on the fly. And maybe they do need Clyde. We'll we'll have to see. We'll see, man. But like we said, Daryl Williams looks fine in that offense. Otherwise, watch for the Rams' defense now, I guess. Devontae Booker, I would say on the Giants, looked decent. Looked decent. And a lot of backups for the Giants, or Saquon Barkley's backups, I'd say, has all had success over the last couple of years. So not necessarily surprising i think we just looked at the name and said oh like denver and denver reject and they signed mike boone to get booker out of there so you know we thought that he was just kind of a uh you know an afterthought during draft season which literally was but you know he stepped in here in saquon's absence and uh has filled in somewhat admirably i'd say you know five catches 65 yards with 60 yards on the ground so like if you played him you'd definitely take that yeah, and uh, another note on the Giants' offense, uh, Kadarius Tony, He had the uh, the trick play of the pass. It was a 19-yard pass. Uh, but in this game, four targets, 26 – or uh, four receptions on tw- and 26 yards. Two games ago, he missed last week with the uh, foot injury. So two weeks ago, that first drive before he came out, he had three targets on the first drive. Mm-hmm alone so something to watch for as these receivers get healthy especially now that you didn't see Darius Slayton or any of these guys Evan Ingram moved at the deadline so just temper your expectations with him moving forward because I know a lot of people were excited about you know the athleticism and the target share after that 18 reception 190 yard game whatever it actually was but a lot of people were excited about that (laughs) that's <laughs> my my Florida love coming out. Um, temper your expectations with Kadarius Tony moving forward. Dynasty, you're fine. Don't worry. Nice. That's that's my piece. Florida plug. <laughs> All right, you ready for the speed cap? I guess. All right, we'll kick it off right away with the Packers traveling to Arizona. Packers, Arizona. Well, they're. Uh, Arizona was taken down. They're no longer one of the undefeated teams as Aaron Rodgers, who admittedly was growing his hair out for a John Wick costume, not to uh, be a part of the look. So, you know, he'll he'll be out of the club before long, the long hair club. But for the time being, he got it done. 182 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Aaron Jones had a Big game on the ground here, 7 for 51. And I think the biggest story of this game was A.J. Green retiring mid-route in the fourth quarter uh, when the Cardinals were driving. Yeah, and please reconnect the controller to continue. Um, Yeah, um, we'll talk about, you know, another offense and another receiver who was hurt going into the last drive, making a game-winning catch, which what DeAndre Hopkins should have done 
um, on that last drive. But for some reason, they drew up the play for A.J. Green and Rasul Douglas catches the ball. And meme sanity ensues on a Thursday night. So I think you're twice because you got the Aaron Rodgers meme as well oh. when he threw the touchdown pass Absolutely. and got knocked down. Absolutely. I saw a that shit was hilarious. Very clever um, Halloween costume of that, too. So that was really fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, with Kyler, you got to watch his injury. I'm sure he's going to be fine with this, uh, you know, extended, extended rest here. But two interceptions, I think it was just a bad day overall for the offense um if you're not james connor or chase edmund um they both scored james connor has eight touchdowns i believe he's tied for the league lead right now no. and wow. i'm not surprised because we talked about how Kenyon drake and uh, you know Kenyon drake had 10 touchdowns last year and so this is an offense that wants to not give the ball to chase edmonds when they're close even though he did score off of a wildcat run so <laughs> i think uh I think you're going to keep this running game going. They're trying to keep Kyler Murray from running in the red zone as well. So you're not seeing a lot of that rushing uh, from him in the red zone, rushing touchdowns, that is. Um, and they want to protect him and DeAndre Hopkins, um, who also came into the game hobbled, had a huge play, should have scored, um, did score, but offensive face mask, whatever. Um, and so they called it back. He pretty much didn't come back in for the rest of the game. So um, just keep yeah. an eye on those injuries. Um, they're playing San Francisco next week. Yep. Um, and real quick, just because I have to mention, I know we're past the timer, but it's Panthers Falcons next. So who cares? Um, I was I got the Austin Eckler injury update on Thursday just before kickoff of the Packers Cardinals game. I am an Eckler owner. I have James Conner as a backup while I was doing baby stuff. For those of you that don't know, my wife and I are expecting a kid. So I got caught up, did not get to switch James Conner into my lineup. So watching that game, I was very worried i was still able to squeak out the win eckler played still would have loved to have had connor in there because i'm giving up on devonta smith more on that later next up panthers falcons sam darnold exited this game uh i believe correct in the late in the game i believe he exited uh, benched benched oh oh yeah well i i really did not want to watch you didn't miss much oh, dude. this game. Uh-huh. Yeah, it apparently I Chuba Hubbard, uh I mean 24 carries, 82 yards and a touchdown. You got to love it. Um the uh Sam Darnold effect has dissipated here though. The receivers in Carolina are sort of struggling. And a big headline even though they lost, the Falcons lose Calvin Ridley um for indefinitely. Yeah, we'll, for a long time. we'll see. Um, you know, we'll hope. Let's hope that he, uh, you know, can sort himself out and uh, get back to the game that he loves playing. That I'm sure he loves playing as soon as he can. Um, but yeah, what what are you gonna do uh, before I get to the Falcons' offense there? But with the Panthers, DJ Moore four for fifty nine. I'm a little nervous. We'll see though. Um, we'll see because he's still getting hyper targeted. Robbie Anderson, goose egg, drop him. Chuba um, is getting 24 carries here. Um, not efficient at all, but he gets the touchdown, so he's fine for you. But again, on the Falcons' side, the Panthers deployed a great defensive strategy on Kyle Pitts, and that's just put Stephon Do- Gilmore on him, the 2019 <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year. Just put him on Good him um, in his second game, I believe, with the Panthers. Um, and... Uh, you know, take Kyle Pitts completely out of the game with no Calvin Ridley. And that's how Panthers ended up winning this game. And 
yeah, I mean, this Falcons offense is going to be in in some trouble here. Um, Kyle Pitts will have better days. I think that he's obviously a rookie, um, but and not having Calvin Ridley to take some pressure off of him is going to be hard. But I think you can see a little more of Hayden Hurst in this offense. Um, you're going to see some Tajay Sharp, who is five for fifty-eight. Matt Ryan's got to throw it to somebody. Yeah, he does. Uh, shout out Kyle Pitts. I know he's struggling down there, but looks like the Falcons as a whole are going to be riding the struggle bus. Dolphins, Bills. <laughs> Mr. Tua Tungavailoa, what are we going to do with you? What are we going to do well, with Tua? Not trade him. Not trade him, that's for sure. But uh, Miami is not winning. The They played the Bills, so you – I, Bills are one of the best teams, if not, they're one of the best teams in the NFL right now. I mean, they're top three easy in my book. Uh, Josh Allen is right now the leader uh, for Vegas. I think he's two to one on MVP odds right now. Um, and uh, shout out Gabe Davis, got the touchdown. Love to see that. Uh, Josh Allen, man, he's, he's on a tear. Yeah. Miami sucks. Yeah, uh, Miami did come in and played Buffalo tough for most of this game. Um, they just couldn't stop Cole Beasley. Um, you know, they had uh, Davian Howard and Byron Jones back. So the outside receivers did not top 40 yards between the two of them, and that was just Stephon Diggs getting all 40 of those yards. Emmanuel Sanders, goose egg. Um, but Cole Beasley on the inside, 10 for 110 in the absence of Dawson Knox. He's going to eat up everything in the middle there. Um, and like you did mention Gabe Davis getting the touchdown. Um, but you know it. Yeah, I do. Again, this, this Dolphins, this Dolphins team, one and seven. Um, ooh, it's brutal. Miles Gaskin didn't do much, but of course it's the Bills. Salvin Ahmed, I do like having him as a late uh, or deep league flyer. Uh, seven for 22. I'm not exactly sure if Miles Gaskin is going to be the guy. And with Malcolm Brown still on IR, it opens the door for Ahmed to potentially, potentially get some startable weeks out of him a couple weeks here. But uh, Devontae Parker, if he's on your waivers, if there's oh, any yeah. chance, eight for 85, I mean, he is not being affected by anything. Um, I thought the Eagles should try and trade for Devontae Parker, but they did not, obviously. And, um, He's going to be a target monster the rest of the season, as is Mike Kosicki. Just throw the three for, three for 48 out the window. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, quick thing on Miles Gaskin, man. You're, he's not going to get anything done as long as this offense isn't consistently moving. Uh, he's It just doesn't look like it's working for him unless they really get him involved in the passing game. But on the ground, I think this offensive line and the run blocking is – doing nothing to help him out. Bengals Jets. Oh, 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 baby, Mike White. What's up, dude? Why don't you come out here and throw for 405 yards in your first NFL start? Three touchdowns, two interceptions. My guy was having a blast on the sideline. Taking down the Bengals. I don't think the Bengals expect the Jets to even put up a fight here um, if not for the fact that they just put the clamps on Baltimore Baltimore couldn't do anything against them 
And I, I won't say they couldn't do anything, but they they beat Baltimore, took them down at home, and the Jets were just put in the middle, and they just didn't get up for it. You know what I mean? You looked at this game on the schedule like Jets, Mike White. I don't care. Who is Mike White? <laughs> very, very. Who true. is who is Mike, Mike White? White? Uh, Mike White finished the week number blank in passing yards amongst quarterbacks this week. Two? Number one. Who had... So... That makes sense. 405. uh, Robert Sala already said that he's going to play on Thursday against the Colts. Joe Flacco... (laughs) Sorry, man. You'll have to wait another week. Um, I can't believe Josh Johnson actually got in this game. I didn't know Josh Johnson was still in the league, but... Shout out to Josh. Oh, who Johnson. Are you telling? And shout out to Michael Carter. The only good, consistent thing happening with this Jets offense right now, and so led league or led the team in targets and receptions, um, and out carried everybody else like fifteen to seven. So he's he's that he's the guy right now, uh, especially in this next matchup with Mike White under center, who's been you know gave you know. Gave Michael Carter eight catches last week, so this was just another, you know, an- another high catch game for him. Another check down, check down Charlie for him. But yeah, shout out to the Jets for winning this game. The Bengals coming off that big win uh, in Baltimore last week really laid an egg. Yeah, I I think the Bengals just really didn't feel like they had to be ready for the mm-hmm. Jets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like who's you know, seen it joe burrow was gonna show up in a robe and slippers and he thought he'd be fine but mike white proved otherwise we've seen the chargers beat the browns and then get stomped by the ravens we've seen the bills beat the chiefs and get stomped by the titans like this just happens every week yeah. like if you had to call it then you can probably make a lot of money like um one person by the way who put down a thousand dollars on mike white to win or to lead the lead the league in passing yards for week eight and he put down a thousand dollars at 125 to one odds so that is of course a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar cash out shout out to you dude you have big bonus Steelers Browns first of all the way you started that Mike White uh bet thing I was about to say you laid I I thought you were saying you laid a thousand dollars now I was like damn bro you balling no dude absolutely not (laughs) <laughs> just throwing around a G on fucking no, no, Mike no. White. We, we, either, we either win big or not paying rent. It's one of the two. It's like, okay, that's <laughs> that's just some walking around money for you, huh? <laughs> Steelers, All right. Steelers Browns. Steelers Browns. Uh, I mean, another game that just really didn't have a lot going on going into halftime. It's three to three. Uh, Baker, not... You know, 225 yards, no touchdowns or interceptions. Um, you know, it. we got to be worried about Baker Mayfield here. Maybe he needs to uh, not focus on those commercials. Although, let's be honest, he's got a future in acting if uh, he wants to just leave the Browns right now. Real story, uh, Steelers offense is nothing without Najee Harris. That is the only safe, viable starter outside of Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth because tight end is just a volatile, volatile position to be dealing with. But um, Chase Claypool, I'm not starting him unless it's plus matchups anymore. I 
I can't do it with him, you know? Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. Um, with the tight ends, uh, yeah, Pat Fryermuth, I was making a call for him to, you know, to be kind of this guy in the middle of the field now that Juju is gone. This Zach Gentry guy needs to get out of here. Three for 39. He looked actually good, too, as their other tight end. And I'm just like, no, these need to go all – these all need to go to Pat. But Pat did get the game-winning touchdown on fourth down. So you would expect that his trust will go up um, go up there. And, yeah, you're right You're right about the Browns, dude. It's uh, it's tough, man. I'm mad that Dearness Johnson vultured a touchdown from Nick Chubb, who did all the work on that drive. But – you know, that's such is life. Such is life. Such is the nature of fantasy football. And Odell Beckham, Mr. 146, did not get traded. It's just going to be here. And the Giants trading him to the Browns, in hindsight, doesn't look all that stupid. Rams, Texans. Rams, Rams. Well, if... Uh... You weren't paying attention, or you need another reminder. The Rams just added Von Miller to their already solid defense. I'd say it's uh, underwhelming as far as the talent that's on it this year. Um, not to say it's not a good defense still. It's just, you know, you think of how some defenses act around the NFL. and I feel like they haven't lived up to that hype, but they had Von Miller. Going to be great. Uh, they beat the Texans like everyone expected. Not a lot to go in there besides uh, Cooper Cup. He's the man, Daryl Henderson. He's a reliable RB1, borderline RB2, wherever you want to lay it. Either way, he's in your lineup every week. Keep your eye on Van Jefferson. Um, Drop Tyler Higby. Ooh, he's a full-on drop for you, huh? Yeah, okay, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, has he really done anything for you to want to... Like make you hold on to him, or would you rather go try and get Pat Fryermuth if he's still out there? Tyler Higby or Pat Fryermuth? Rest of season, I'd probably take Fryermuth. Um, I think that, there's a thank you. That's all he's I need. the second option, and maybe not the not a better offense, but maybe or he's probably the third option. Pat <laughs> Fryermuth. Let's say it'd be Deontay, then Najee, then yeah, you know, then Fryermuth slash Claypool. So yeah, he's not fighting, and Matt Stafford is just hyper targeting one guy right now um he loves cooper cup i you know i don't know what it is i always thought there him and jared goff would have that connection forever now matt stafford came in and was like i can do that 10 times better and he has cooper cup is dominating right now robert woods is the wide receiver blank since week four. Ooh, since week four uh, I'm gonna go wide receiver nine. Wide receiver eight. He is a top man. Eight I receiver. am. <laughs> You're very very close here. So yeah, top eight I receiver. Always am. Those first three three and a half games are just an anomaly. Robert Woods got a receiving and a rushing touchdown on my bench, of course. And so he uh, he is back here, and he's just very efficient. We just have to accept that he's not going to be the target guy that he's always been. Um. Are you? You'd probably say he's like a, a a flex borderline wide receiver two rest of season. Like you're not starting him as your wide receiver one comfortably. No, you know what I mean? um, yeah, I think he'd be a comfortable flex for me. Okay, cool. Davis Mills, that boy, was number blank in passing yards amongst quarterbacks in week eight. 
Mm, I'm going to put him at four. Number five. Not bad, though. <laughs> so, yeah, 310 and two. I mean, I know it was a lot of just garbage time, and the Rams had this game wrapped up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at the score. Like, it was bad. So, a lot of it was at the end, but he is showing that, you know, Brandon Cooks can still be viable, and I can still throw it to him no matter what. So, Brandon Cooks, 6 for 83 and 1. I guess, again, Mills, for all the turmoil going on with Deshaun Watson, he is out here just trying to make a case to be in camp next year and have a shot at the starting job. And so that's all you can ask for him right now. You just wish that, you know, the team was a lot better and they weren't relying on Rex Burkhead to score and Philip Lindsay and David Johnson. Like it's just brutal. All right, I I got a situation room for you here. You are the head coach of the Texans. First of all, what's your name? David Culley. Very nice. Second thing, Tyrod Taylor's healthy. Are you going to run it with Davis Mills, or are you going to give Tyrod the other chance? No. Is it like is this another Tyrod situation where he's going to lose the job because these guys have Davis Mills, who's a rookie, and they're like, well, might as well let him keep going. No, um, I would put Tyrod back in because it's not like you know Davis Mills is winning games, so I put True. Tyrod back in. Cool. Maybe you can get a little bit of spark to the offense and see where it goes from there. I think that's why they didn't trade like Brandon Cooks and guys like that. So. We'll see. I ask that because that's what I do not want to happen. I want to see Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor get the starting job back. Patriots, Chargers. Pats and the Chargers. I've got nothing to rhyme with that. The Patriots take down the Chargers. Surprising. Did not see this coming. Yeah, Chargers uh, off a bye. Ooh. <clears throat> yeah, Mac Jones didn't look great here but i i definitely like the patriots could have won by more here is what i'm trying to say like max jones didn't look 18 for 35 218 yards Mm -hmm. damian harris is clearly the leader in that backfield you have no worries ramondre stevenson starting to get mixed in a little more getting me excited because uh my rb depth is very bad in uh one of my leagues so needing that um are you trusting any Patriots receiver? No. Okay, cool. Uh, Justin Herbert, two touchdowns and a rare two-interception game, completing around 50% of his passes, just under uh, 18 and 35, so maybe just over, actually, because 18 and 18, 36. So uh, just a bit over. Austin Eckler, 11 for 64 and 1, and he got some work in on the ground as well. And Keenan Allen owners can finally rejoice because the Mike Williams hype train may be coming to an end. I wouldn't say all that. I think the Patriots like to take out your number one option. And if Mike Williams is your number one option, that's who the Patriots are going to, you know, kind of neutralize. So Keaton Allen, he was, I said, not really due for a big game, but, like, this was a likely outcome given how the Patriots like to play defense. And, yeah, 6 for 77 and a touchdown. There's not really many many cornerbacks that are not uh or teams that can you know contain Keenan and Allen you know and Mike Williams together so I think uh when one shut down then the other one's gonna go off so we'll we'll see I'm not gonna say it's completely flipped or Keenan Allen's the new number one um but yeah Mike Williams um you know 
you're gonna have to throw him back out there. Well, I mean, will you? He's gonna play. They're they're both they're traveling to Philly next week. It's gonna we'll talk about them in a little bit, but some of the some of the to keep an eye on this week. Uh oh, oh okay, you paused on me, sorry. Uh I don't necessarily also wanna say that the script has flipped for the Chargers wide receivers. I still think both are gonna be utilized. I just don't think Mike Williams is going to have as much volume as we saw, I think Keenan Allen is going to get worked in a little more as we go. Yeah, big win for the Patriots though, four and four, um, oh, outside man, job, yeah. but we'll we'll see with them. Uh, I'm telling you, they could have won by more, no doubt. They could have won by more if Mac Jones played a little better. Jags Seahawks. Uh, I didn't see any of this. I yeah, I didn't want to watch this at all. I kind of avoided it. Uh as much as I could, although I did see the nice touchdown pass from uh, Geno Smith to DK Metcalf, where DK just absolutely mossed the dude. Um, Two touchdowns. He's as safe as they come with the Seattle receivers. Tyler Lockett had a big game. I don't know if you can expect games like this consistently moving forward. He's never been. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, he's never really been that consistent guy, dude. And they played the Jaguars. So yeah. matchup dependent. You know, if you're a locket owner, maybe you can try and flip him for something off of the big game. Maybe a guy like me who's losing and is, you know, bottom two in his league, uh would be desperate to make that move. Not saying I'm going to, but maybe you can move Tyler Lockett after the big game for something else. Uh, Seahawks obviously dominated those. The Jaguars, this backfield scares the ever-loving shit out of me, and I'm not playing around with it. So uh, if you want to start Alex Collins, go ahead. He's a flex. Nothing outside of that. James Robinson day-to-day with that foot injury. Pick up Carlos Hyde in case he misses time. Leader and catches Dan Arnold, 8 for 68. Thank you very much. That boy. Um, Take that victory lap. I will say, though, Chris Carson, um, we were worried about him with a neck injury. I was like, it's a neck. This is not something that you play around with Mm -mm. for any NFL player, um, let alone a running back who is lowering their shoulder a lot and exposing that area. I'm not sure if he comes back this season. There's been kind of reports saying that he will be back. Um, reports saying that he's done for the year. But Alex Collins is definitely going to be the number one running back here for the foreseeable future. Um, I'm not interested in Rashad Penny or Travis Homer whatsoever. No, I I rostered him last week as a pivot option in case uh, I believe Antonio Gibson missed last weekend. <clears throat> In case he missed last weekend. He didn't miss it, so I didn't have to start Rashad Penny. As soon as I saw that workload, done. He was out of there. Not part of my roster. So, like I said, don't play games unless you got Alex Collins um, or you are just that desperate at running back. But I wouldn't recommend grabbing Rashad Penny. Jamal Agnew, deep, 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 deep sleeper. Yes. Deep sleeper. Yes. The targets were there. Denying him. Um, Bucks. Going to New Orleans, taking on the Saints. Pardon me. Um, this was a really good game. Watching it, kind of sat back, thought about last year. Like, dude, the Saints—they just got Tom Brady's number, something like that. I one and three at right, and at the 
the end of the half, I believe the score was like 20. No, it was like, I got it right here in 16 front of me. 16 to 7, New Orleans. 16 to 7. And then uh, the Saints came out and scored the first touchdown in the second half. I was like, man, I don't know. It's just, it, you know, twice last season we saw it. But then in the postseason, obviously the Bucks got it done. So maybe they just don't care. Maybe this was a game for them where the Bucks said, screw it. We don't need to win this game. We're uh, doing fine. We're going to win this division. And sure enough, still Tom Brady comes back. He does what he does, four touchdowns, although he had the two picks. Um, but the Saints still win. I mean, yeah. Um, does Sean Payton have the not only the Bucks but even Tom Brady's number at this point? Just might. It's something to to consider here. I mean, Jameis Winston went down with his uh, torn ACL and MCL. Um, yes, when the game was still seven seven. So Trevor Simeon comes in here, sixteen for twenty nine, one fifty nine, the touchdown. Looked good. Looked good in running this offense. Um, Taysom Hill has been dealing with concussion over the last few weeks here so we'll see if he clears the protocol and he'll start but i mean might as well stay in the flames with trevor simeon at, at this point um but uh yeah it's yeah. we'll see what happens with um i mean the bucks are gonna have to figure out the saints at some point because they most likely well they're going to see each other in you know in a few weeks again but um they're going to see they're going to see each other maybe for a third time for the second year in a row. Um, Dude, their schedule is stupid. Stupid. So, okay, next up they are at Washington. Washington actually gave them like a, a nice little run for their money in the playoffs last year, but uh, ultimately they got it done. They got Washington, New York, the Colts, Falcons, Bills being the toughest game of that slate. Then you got the Saints, Panthers, Jets, and Panthers again to close out the season. Their schedule is so easy. How did this happen? Because they didn't win their division. Um, It's another team like that where they're going to have an easy schedule because of that. We'll talk about them in a bit. Walk into the playoffs. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, NFC is pretty tight, um, one through five. So I think the fifth seed only has uh, two losses. So that's something to keep an eye on right now. Let these guys separate themselves. But – yeah, shout out Kevin White for getting a uh, getting the first catch in three years, I believe. So shout out to him. Uh, Wait, what? Kevin White got a my guy. Yes, your guy. Wow, uh-huh. good for him. So Kevin White came out, got a thirty-eight yard uh, bomb down the sideline, um, and I we all looked at our TVs and said, "Wow, that's Kevin White." Um, Chris Godwin, eight for one forty and one. Um, he was yeah, not. Buddy. Being shadowed by Lattimore, which has been Mike Evans' problem his whole career, um, but Mike Evans did get a touchdown, two for forty-eight. So that it is what it is with oh, this offense. Such a nice touchdown, too. It was a bomb. Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things, man, dropping dimes. Um, and unfortunately, he lost though. Saints got him. Yeah. Not worried about Leonard Fournette. That's the last thing I'll say. Not at all. Or Alvin. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Especially yeah, Kamara did what he did in this matchup. He's matchup proof. Washington yeah. football team traveling to Denver. I'll be honest. I didn't watch this game. I didn't really want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's tough right now, man. Antonio Gibson owners were, uh, were a little worried, especially because Jarrett Patterson had 11 carries. Mm-hmm. The worry initially was Antonio Gibson wasn't going to get 
Antonio Gibson wasn't going to get the passing down work. Now he's getting out touched by Jarrett Patterson. I think this is a result of the injury. He's not healthy. Every doctor has said that this is something he's got to sit. He's got to take time off. He's He has to rest, and he's not doing that. Football doesn't allow that, and a bye week certainly isn't going to heal a fractured shin. Not chin. Shin. Got to just got to make sure, you know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't um, it doesn't help that, you know, his you know half of the medical staff is like under federal indictment. So, like, yeah, do they even have doctors there? So is that why he's still? playing? Yeah, so they have some they have some um, major issues internally and externally. So, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, this bye week couldn't have come at a better time. Like, thank God Terry McLaurin is not hurt because like. Just take an extra week, buddy, and hopefully they can figure out what this offense is going to be. And, you know, I just want you guys to get to the bye healthy and let's figure it out from there. Um, and, yeah, they – at Washington's a, it's a dumpster fire. Their defense is not good. It's really surprising. <laughs> it's so – it's weird, um, the turnaround for the Washington football team, the, for the defense especially, just, you know, you and I, we tried to take our victory laps last year about how we thought they were going to be great. Going into this year, thought they'd be great. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much how how it's been. Um, this uh, yeah. this fifty fifty split for the Broncos, I finally had to move on from Javante Williams, uh, packaged him somewhere. Really? Yeah, um, it's okay though. It's okay. It's okay. I had to make the move, even though the week eleven to seventeen is a is a peachy schedule here. Um, but this split. And Melvin Gordon not going anywhere um, is going to continue how it is. Um, Javante, 9 for 35. Melvin, 10 for 47 in the touchdown, as I mentioned. They're just going to keep on doing it how they did. Melvin also had a receiving touchdown, so this was the Melvin Gordon game for him. And also Justin Simmons, two picks. Two picks. Two picks. Um, so, yeah, this game was just uh, kind of just throw it, throw it away for both these teams. Cowboys I just oh uh I just want to say how great would it have been if the Titans tried to bring in Melvin Gordon uh to replace Derrick Henry I mean it would have been great uh but the Broncos this is what they want to do I know it would have been great for fantasy but it's not great for what the Broncos are trying to do they want to keep this split 50-50 as long as they're both healthy Oh, yeah. I just, even outside of the fantasy aspect of it, I think Melvin Gordon would have kind of came in and replaced Derrick Henry really well in the uh, Titans system. But I would have, I would have, my shout was uh, Jamal Williams. I think that would have been a good move for them. He's been so, uh, like, on and off the injury report this year, though. I I don't think it would have happened. Let's wrap it up with the Cowboys Uh, and. You know, honestly, just to add after Cowboys Vikings, just add on Titans Colts because we're gonna we've been gone over a minute for all of these, so uh, we'll just hit them next. Uh, this game, though, fun story. Uh, the Cowboys were before the game before Dak was ruled out. They were favorites, obviously. Then when Dak was ruled out, they became the underdogs, and it didn't matter because this was apparently the weekend of the backups. And Cooper Rush, although not pretty, 24 for 40. He got 325 yards and two touchdowns and an interception, including the game winner to Amari Cooper. Which is what I alluded to earlier. This is what 
they should have done with DeAndre Hopkins is just save him for when they get in close and throw him, even though they're both hobbled, you know, throw him the one-on-one jump ball touchdown. Amari Cooper, you know, excellent red zone specialist with the feet and the hands. Um, it was pretty much a layup for him to kind of catch that ball and walk off with the victory. So um, I'm not going to – I tweeted uh, yesterday morning. I said I'm not, I'm not even going to hate this morning, and I just left it at that. And, you know, Cowboys fans were, were jumping down my throat, so, so to speak. So Cooper Rush ranked number blank in passing yards amongst quarterbacks in week eight. Ooh, uh, did you froze a little bit. Uh, Cooper Rush was what in quarterbacks? Number blank, you tell me. In, in just yards? Yes, in just yards. Three. You are correct. Yes, I knew I'd get one. Honestly, it's just because... The last one, I forget who you asked me, but I, I guessed five. They were four or something like that. So I was like, all right, Cooper Davis had to be Mills three. is five. You guessed four. So yeah, you're right. You're right there around there. So well, well Process done. Process of elimination. But um, no, I was playing against Cooper, who wasn't doing anything until the, like literally the last drive, and ended up pretty much sealing my fate with the touchdown. So he's good. Um, did you see the throw that Cedric Wilson made to CD Lamb, um, on the trick play? Oh yeah, um, it was an absolute most. Some NFL quarterbacks can't make that throw, and so Cedric Wilson looks like a player that they can get rid of Michael Gallup for starting next year. Dude, he so, looked Lamar esque on that shit. So yeah, hey, it's uh, it's something to keep an eye on, especially for a Dynasty. Cedric Wilson is a really decent player, and I like how he wears number one. I think that's pretty cool. That is dope. Um, I mess with Minnesota. That. Dalvin Cook just getting back. Um, I'm trying to trade for him. Just trying, just like oh no, I'm trying to get him. Um, trying, I'm hard. trying hard. Um, it's 18 for 78. Throw it away. He's still Dalvin Cook. Um, everyone else just goes back. Um, takes a back seat. You're gonna throw a pick there. in there, bro. Um, I don't have picks to throw in there. But um, what do you mean? You don't trade picks? We don't have picks to trade, my guy. What does that we mean? We don't trade picks. It's. Uh, I was gonna say, is it an auction draft, yeah. or you just don't allow? No, we it? just don't trade picks. It gets a. Uh, oh. Then, then I have, uh, then I have people like uh, Steel sending me crazy trade offers at six a.m. Listen, I just need you to know what life is like in that kind of chaotic environment. And I'm glad I'm not in that life. So, tactical difficulties. Let's wrap it, up. guys. Yeah, but yeah. um, let's get. <laughs> back to the Viking side that we were talking about a little bit here. So I was saying Dalvin, I'm trying to get him. We'll see what happens. Um, But throw the game away and keep starting him. What would your, what what do you think your chances are of getting Dalvin right now? Um, I'd probably put it at 35%. Oof. So you gotta, it's a big hill to climb for. I made a strong, I made a strong offer. I'm just gonna say that. Okay. Made a strong offer. <laughs> Adam Thielen, six for seventy-eight and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, good player, yeah, good route runner. Um, Justin Jefferson, two for twenty-one, throw it away. Chris Herndon, shot out, catch. <laughs> the Herndon love. I, I, I'm here for it. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's dive into the slate real quick, man. 
Um, we'll right. start with the Titans and Colts. All right, so old habits die hard for Carson Wentz. What does that mean? Means he gave the game away in the final minutes. If you weren't watching, basically that last play kind of looks like he. Uh, so the Colts had the ball. I can't remember down in distance, but it was basically around their own end zone. Snapped the ball. Carson Wentz runs back into the end zone. Then as he starts to go down, it's almost like he tries to switch hands and throw the ball left-handed because, or, or yeah, he's right-handed, right? Mm-hmm. He's left-handed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he threw with his. Either way, he tried to throw it with his non-dominant hand, and it went right into the hands of the defender. Bada bing, bada boom. We have overtime. Carson Wentz. Does pick. He's the only quarterback to have two turnovers in, within the final four minutes of a game. Sad to say, I don't like talking about it. Michael Pittman looks great. That's a redeeming quality of this Colts offense currently. So, I mean, good on them for that. But And Jonathan Taylor, obviously. It's just, I don't think Carson Wentz is the answer for this Colts offense. I don't. I, I don't think you can look at him long term and be like, "This is the guy." We'll see, we'll see. Um, he, You're still on this. We'll see. Yeah, um, I do because uh, abandoned ship. <laughs> outside of you know his cat, his old habits, and they do die hard, like real hard. Colts fans, I'm sorry, but like <laughs> he's still shown you enough in being back united with Frank Reich that he can be the guy at least for you know 2022 um and so i i don't know if he's your guy long term uh you know maybe it's time for you guys to you know colts to stop taking kind of reclamation projects and you know actually invest in in a quarterback that you want to kind of build everything around especially when you have you know young offensive pieces like john taylor and michael pittman got them both in the second round last year so if you're going to have guys like that around, then you definitely want to make sure that you have the right quarterback for it. Um, and so, yeah, the turnovers aside, and it's hard to kind of put those aside. I said Carson Wentz has looked pretty decent um, these last few games, and he was borderline streamable, you know. I'm sure some people actually did stream him and got three touchdowns and 230 yards from it. So I think you're okay fantasy-wise um, if the matchup is right. But yeah, uh, I, I'm sure that there are questions going around internally and externally in that Colts organization um, in terms of like Carson Wentz's future. Right. And, you know, you made a good point. Yeah, for fantasy, sure. He's been streamable. He's been usable. But I'm not talking fantasy. I mean, like, I, I, I not money. But I'd I'd eat a jar of olives if Carson Wentz and the Colts go to the AFC Championship game in the next two years. Mm. All right, I'll remember that this year. I please do, and I if you're listening, hold me to this because you may not know it, but I fucking despise olives. They are disgusting. I've tried them in all variations and in any way I can. I mean, deep fried stuffed with cheese. Nothing does it. The bitterness can't do it. So, yeah, I'll eat a jar of olives if Carson Wentz and the Colts go to the AFC Championship game. I'll put it on YouTube. Hold me to it. <laughs> I hope everyone does. Do. Um, Bet. I will say this. On the Titans side, yes. yeah, we've lost Derrick Henry now after 28, oh. after 28 carries, man. Like, 
You saw it coming, really. You saw it coming. And so... Yeah, but he even came back in the game uh, on know. this injury. Man. I know. I know. El Tractorcito. So he had um, he had successful surgery today. So um, yep. But they did say he's not. They're not going to rule him out for the season. So if you have Henry, throw him on your IR, and uh, hopefully, actually, if you have Henry, and you're you're probably good because he's been by far the best player in fantasy. So, um, throw him on your IR, and hopefully, he'll come back for. Even the semifinals or the finals of your fantasy championship, if you get it that far. What would your advice be for someone whose IR, they are a Derrick Henry owner, and their IR spots, they have two, but they're full because of Cam Akers and Will Fuller? I would move on from Will Fuller. Are you sure? You're past the, you don't think he's breaking out? I'm just asking for a friend. This isn't personal at all. I think that Will Fuller, there's still not too much um, on the injury front. If they were confident that Will Fuller will be back and healthy and back rolling, they would have moved on from Devontae Parker. Um, they didn't do that, so oh, I point. really do feel like that they don't expect Fuller to be healthy, not this week, maybe next week, and if he's healthy, you still want to see it, and the chemistry that he hasn't been able to establish with Tua the entire season. I'm I'm, I'm not going... On an offense that, you know, on a 1-7 in seven team, um, I'm good. I'm good. I like that. That's a hard-hitting analysis you get from the Zidane Steel <laughs> Show, folks. Yeah, so... Thank you, thank you. Hold Derrick Henry. <laughs> Hold Derrick Henry. Um, and... Uh, yeah, just hope for the best. Um, I'm not, I'm not chasing Adrian Peterson. I'm, I don't, I can't really remember Adrian Peterson's last season or who he was with here. It was with Washington. Was with Washington. So I mean, he was. Did, or did he play with someone after he got know, cut man. by them? He was, he was kind of hit or miss in, in my opinion. So that's. Do you a, remember he played for Arizona at one point? I do. I do. I do. Wow. I remember that he was there with. Uh, he was there with another running back that I can't think of right now. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, he, I think there's better running back options than Adrian Peterson at this time. And let's just see if the Titans, if they're if they're not done making moves at quarterback or at running back. So we'll we'll see. But this offense needs to transfer into the AJ Brown show and ten for one fifty five and one. Of course, I was playing against him, so you know it was going to go off. Of course, it's on Anthony's one and six team that we had just did fantasy surgery on a couple weeks ago. Please go check out that episode if you did not look, listen it to was it. Great. And so, of course, um, I end up losing in part because AJ Brown has his by far best game of the season, and the Titans have the easiest pass schedule for the rest of the season. This offense and Ryan Tannehill, it is time for them to go all. And they're six and two, man. Tennessee Titans six and two. Yeah, they're fighting, and they're not going away. I think you know this Derrick Henry injury. While it may affect the Titans' offense as a whole, you're going to see some positives from it in the form of uh, AJ Brown. All right, let me go Eagles and uh, Lions because there's not much to say except for this is just weird in terms of. <laughs> You know, the Eagles are up 41 to nothing, and I asked 
like a friend I was watching the game with. I was like, "Are they? Is this really happening? Is it really forty-one nothing?" And you know, turns out it was. They won the game forty-four to six. Um, we would have loved the shutout. It would have been what the the most lopsided Eagles shutout victory since uh, since nineteen forty-nine. six is a very important score in Eagles history, though. Um, in 2008, I'm going to take you back uh, me- down memory lane here. Like you do so well. Donovan McNabb had a game against the Cincinnati Bengals where, ironically, they tied. And I say ironically because we just tied the Bengals again last year. So we tied the Bengals. The next week, we or McNabb had said that you know he didn't know that there were ties in the NFL. So that's already a bad look. Um, oh my god, I forgot about the that. The next week we go to Baltimore and we end up getting our butts kicked so bad that McNabb gets benched. Kevin Cobb comes in um, and throws a nice little 107 yard pick six to Ed Reed amongst other turnovers that he had. So now we're going into a short week against the Cardinals at home on Thanksgiving. Uh, Andy Reed announces that McNabb's going to be the starter. McNabb makes a joke about it, saying that, hey, I found out I was going to be the starter from the from the janitor, so that was great. <laughs> Comes in, throws four touchdowns, um, and they lead a charge from that point on, go 9-6-1, and one, win in Minnesota, win in, in the Giants, and um, play Arizona and lose, right? So... That last game, week 17, they needed three things to happen before they played their night game against the Cowboys. And all three of those things happened. It was like Tampa losing with Jeff Garcia. Um, there was another like Vikings game that had to go their way. And then the Eagles had to beat the Cowboys. And they ended up beating the Cowboys to go 9-6-1 and by the score of 44-6. And that... That was the day that I fell in love with Brian Dawkins. Um, and so it, it did take me that long, but that was the day I absolutely fell in love with him. So we obviously did, you know, that led us all the way to the NFC Championship game where we lost to Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, and, and the and the likes. But, you know, 44-6 to six is very, very special in my heart, so it was nice to see that final score here. Um, back to this game, though, quickly, off that long, long, long tangent. Um, long walk for a short drink. <laughs> They ran the ball 46 times for 226 yards and four rushing touchdowns. How, I mean, besides the fact that the score was so lopsided, how do you you do that after everyone's just been bitching for weeks about Miles Sanders? And you Miles lose Sanders Miles Sanders. Feel? Yeah. Right, dude. He's got to be pissed off. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Jordan Howard and Boston Scott got to be back here for you to hand the ball off this much? Yeah. And I'm sorry, Andy Mendoza, but yeah, not Kenneth Gainwell, dude. We found out in half. Oh, whoa. We found out in warm-ups, dude, that, you know, someone mentioned Ken, uh, Kenny Gainwell was running with the second-team warm-up crew. And so that was kind of an indication that it was going to be Boston Scott. We did not expect Jordan Howard, fresh off the practice squad, Jordan Howard, um, to run for two touchdowns and look as good as he did. So... What does this mean going forward? I have no idea because I will say over the first um, the first six weeks they weren't running the ball too well or at all really. 
Last week, they tried to with Miles Sanders. They got to go on the first drive, got a touchdown. Second drive, he gets hurt. Third drive, Gainwell fumbles on the first, you know, on the first carry. And at that point, the game's out of hand in Las Vegas. So they maybe tried to last week and was starting to see it. But this week, you know, the matchup was perfect for it. Jalen Hurts was just sitting there, play action in the in clean pockets, having plenty of time to just hit Dallas Goddard, who is um, about to get paid if he keeps on going yeah. like this is. So um, six for 72 for Goddard there. But, uh, you know, back-to-back 70-yard game since the Hurts trade. Um, but, yeah, you're going to throw the game away if you're a Jalen Hurts owner, which I am in, in my leagues. Um, you know, only 103 passing yards, 71 rushing yards. You're also going to throw the game away for Devontae Smith. And I know, I know you're losing faith on him. One for 15, yeah. it's a t- it's tough, man. It's tough. But you got to look at the game script, dude, and what they what they did. And they just hand the ball off. This game was 17 nothing, like, really, really quickly. Um, and then we got, you know, we boat raced them in the third quarter, and it was over. So it was like there was really no reason for, you know, Hertz and Smith to, you know, make some magic happen. Um, I would be more concerned if, Hertz was having a really good game and Smith wasn't involved, but he is the focal point of this offense outside of Dallas Goddard as well. And I think better days are ahead in much more competitive matchups. That's the one thing you have to hope for. I mean, are you still rolling Smith out there with confidence though, or are you kind of at the wait and see with him? Because although he still seems like a focal point, I don't think the production's been there from fancy managers who say like me in one of my leagues as the Devonta Smith owner, I'm, I'm four and three, mm-hmm. you know, I need a win. And I don't know that Devonta Smith is the answer right now. I need to take my chances elsewhere and wait and see. Yeah. I don't think he is an automatic starter. I think you definitely, I would put in, I would have a guy like Hunter Renfro or even Emmanuel Sanders. Um, not just looking at my roster. But I would. What be, about Kadarius Tony? I I mean, again, he had four catches. Um, Tony in his return. If he doesn't come out unscathed, then if you have them both, then I think it's matchup dependent there. And I would probably right. give Tony the the nod because I've seen it more. I wouldn't say more consistently, but I've seen more explosiveness from from Tony and like just how they how they manufacture his touches in the. You know what I'm saying? Daniel Jones, I think at this point, yeah. is still is a better passer than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts got some work to do on that. You might see Gardner Minshew, man. Um, I do want to say something on that. Um, this is what the Eagles should do. They're looking at, and by the way, the Lions. I mean, Jared Goff is bad, guys. Okay. Um, but this is what the Eagles should do here. They right now with Miami and the Colts. First round picks. They have picks three, nine, and ten. Okay. I'm sitting here saying that you don't need to go for a quarterback. You can just have Jalen Hurts and Garner Minshew battle it out for next year. I'm I, I don't see why I'm not. Definitely okay with that. I think you need to build this roster, especially on defense, is bereft of talent. And you have yeah. right now you have three top ten picks halfway through the season. Like that you can use two of those picks on a defensive tackle, a cornerback, and you know, then maybe then you can have your luxury first round pick and use it whatever you need to use it on, right? So I think realistically, like one of those picks 
maybe two will end up in the top 10 and one in the teens. And maybe if the Colts make the playoffs, they'll be in the 20s. So that's kind of what we're looking at. And I think the Eagles need to build this defense up. Don't really try to go after a quarterback because, you know, the the college quarterback scene right now is is really, really not good. And then seeing what happened last year with last year's class or this year's class, that is, um, and you're not seeing like automatic results. I think that Jalen Hurts and Garner Minshew are probably better options than going for someone in the draft. And, you know, out there, like outside of what Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Sean Watson are probably the three quarterbacks most likely to move in the offseason. And none of them are coming to Philly. So that's that's kind of where we're at. Build the defense, address it in 2023. Yeah, I think that's a great plan. And Gardner Minshew, he's shown he's competitive. I mean, he didn't take a shit all offseason because number two wasn't an option. That's very, very true. So he... Unfortunately, he ended up number two still, but... <laughs> Um, I mean, but he's number two in Philly, not in Jacksonville. So he was number two in both. But I'm saying it's a. I mean, which situation would you rather be in? Actually, I don't know. I don't know at this point because we're a dumpster fire too. So honestly, I'd rather be in Philly because uh, the Jacksonville is just not a good team. Like you at least have your highlights in Philly. And we lo- Jacksonville, and we, the coaching's all around. You got some issues, we, and we love our backup quarterbacks here in Philly. So yeah, you do. Um, T.J. Hawkinson, ten for eighty nine. He's just going to be kind of the guy that you're going to be throwing it to. Um, yeah. For those who played Khalif Raymond, sorry. Um, you just can't trust the Lions receiver outside of Hawkinson and Swift catching dump-offs and you know getting more than 12 carries, hopefully. So that's all I got for the for this game. They play the Chargers next week at home. That's going to be fun. Oh, I just realized I was muted. Hey, oh, Chargers next week. Are you worried about your receivers? Going against the Chargers? Yeah. I mean, I'm always worried about the receivers. <laughs> one, Smith is killing there me. There was one magical year I wasn't worried about the receivers, and that's that's how it's been since I was a child. Mm. Yeah, I feel that way about quarterbacks and the Bears. Let's wrap it up down with the Niners and Bears. Okay, so Niners won. Jimmy Garoppolo looked pretty okay. He had a nice little uh, – he had two nice rushing touchdowns, actually. And then <clears throat> Elijah Mitchell kind of did the damn thing against us. A team for 137-1. and one. Debo Samuel, although he may lead the league in drops, he is still – dominating six for 171 against just a putrid bears secondary boy um yeah i just wanted to cover the 49ers a little bit before we do the bears here because really i think a lot of stuff's going to come down to what the bears look like this next weekend the reason i say that is the bears were without matt nagy matt nagy had covid and even still, the fucker couldn't give you an honest answer on if he was going to be at the game or not. He still had to leave it shrouded in mystery because for some reason he still doesn't How get that no one gives him? a fuck. How much do Dude, so much. I, I'm so over Matt Nagy. I like honestly. It and that's why I say it this can honestly be called a to be continued because I want to see what the team looks like next week. Justin Fields had the best game of his NFL career. It's obviously a small sample size so there's not much to go off of 
Uh, it's so weird to say because he had that. Everyone was talking about that long scramble touchdown he had, where he ran out to the, you know, to the right, and then had to loop around back, go up the left side of the field, had a nice cut, jump past the defender, and made it into the end zone. I'm just telling everyone. Remember when Mitch did that against Tampa Bay a few years ago? Mm-hmm. I believe it was three years ago. Um, I th- pre-Tom Brady, mm-hmm. but same thing happened. Mitch did went up the right side. Oh no, had to loop back around. Came up the left side. He ran over like eighty yards on a twenty-yard touchdown run. Some shit like that. So uh, it's just funny to see that happen. But this team is in disarray. Allen Robinson, you're stuck you yeah you, you don't know what to do with him and it's the the offense isn't really using him right now he's not getting a lot of looks and he's not getting the work that you would want to see bears offense is going to go through some growing pains and i'm sure that this defense as well is going to go through some changes over the next year bears are without a first round pick story um, of our life so i mean i mean good thing ryan pace drafts well later i mean you won a championship without a first round pick so if you can do it the bears can um Woof. i will say this i'm i'm a better manager than the uh <laughs> and ryan, than ryan pace you're a better yeah. manager of your fantasy team than ryan pace is of the bears let's see his fantasy championship <laughs> um i do you did touch on it with Nagy. they rolled justin fields out a lot in Nagy's mm-hmm. absence. That is a huge indictment on Matt Nagy's incompetence as a play caller. Um, 100%. He looked, Justin Fields looked a lot more comfortable. Yeah, there was a lot of rookie mistakes, man. But, like, he looked a lot more comfortable comfortable rolling out, assessing what's out there, and then taking off he needs to because he's got speed. He's faster than Jalen Hurts as a runner. He reminds me, he's not as fast as, like, Kyler Murray, I feel like. But no. Fields got some moves, and on that fourth down touchdown run, it was very, very impressive to see him, you know, maneuver around in the backfield and then get up the field and have the wear in mind to, you know, kind of get in the end zone. So I think there's things that you can definitely, you know, look forward to, um, one of which also is a potential David Montgomery-Khalil Herbert tandem going forward because I really it's like the next Nick kid. Chubb and Kareem Hunt. <laughs> One can only hope, huh? One can only plant hope. my flag now. One can only hope. So I think that, yeah, they uh, they have something in him. We did mention it a few weeks ago, and he is really kind of you know overachieving. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, th- just one thing to say on the Bears' offense too. I don't know if you know. We can't say they really knew they had. Justin Fields in the back. Like Andy Dalton's a starter. Andy Dalton's a starter. Andy's a starter. Andy Dalton's a starter. Even before we had Justin Fields locked down in the draft. So this offense was created for Andy Dalton. Justin Fields, let's remember Ohio State. Drops back, lets the play develop, chucks it. This offense this year. Take a step back, throw it. That's it. He's he's playing in an offense where he doesn't let things develop. He it's like they still want the receivers to be the playmakers. And that's not what we have right now. We have a quarterback who can be a playmaker. And when you're putting him in this system where, you know, granted offensive line can't protect anybody anyways, but 
offensive line still looked like they were blocking a little better this weekend and like Fields got a little more time. And that's one thing he needs. He came from a system where he was allowed to sit back and wait for receivers to get open downfield. When you're putting him in an offense where you have Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney running a slant every other play and you're constantly putting him in third and long situations, it's just not going to work well. And it's a snowball effect. So there's a lot that this Bears offense and this Bears team has to work out. And maybe the offensive line starts to gel together a little more. Maybe we see what Tevin Jenkins has uh, himself before the end of the season. Although maybe they'll just let him wait till next year. Still a lot of time. The one thing from this weekend Bears fans can take away. And we can wrap it up because I know we've gone a little long here. But Justin Fields looked good. And he looked like he's going to be the franchise quarterback we want him to to be he has a future at the very very least um absolutely i do like um on the niners really quick um elijah mitchell had 137 yards and a touchdown keeping on his injury yeah. though he came out of that game hobbled so we'll see what happens there but um if you spent up on your fab for him um after week one um i think he's definitely paying off for you now um oh yeah debo takes a third and 20 screen 84 yards should have gotten the end zone which would have been nice, um, but still yeah. six for one seventy one. Um, he is very Cooper Cup like right now in terms of importance to his offense. Um, and Brandon yeah. Ayuk um, four for forty five and had a two point conversion. Signs of life, but George Kittle is coming back now, so we'll we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will do it here for our week eight review here. I will say, man, oh. any any final thoughts you want to give us before we sign off? Uh, well, yeah, just one real quick. Uh, recently, I started a new job. I am no longer cooking. Chef is out the kitchen. It was just time. Uh, mental health-wise, I was feeling like Calvin Ridley needed to step away. So I did. found a great opportunity uh, with these guys. Uh, they call themselves BS Collectibles. And if you know anything about box breaking and mystery boxes on eBay, it's essentially that same concept. You're not, you know, you pay for something, but you're not always a winner. But when you win, it's super dope. And what we give away are full size signed helmets, signed mini helmets, and signed jerseys. Uh, Some really cool stuff. You know, Bo Jackson, Brian Dawkins, Devonta Smith, uh, Peyton Manning. We haven't gotten a Tom Brady because he's expensive and stuff, and it's tough to do. Mm-hmm. But go join up on the Facebook group if you if I haven't invited you or if you've never heard of us. BS Collectibles. That's a B as in bull and S as in shit. Uh, yes, it was supposed to be a nice little play on words for them. I asked, and I was surprised, but they decided to run with it. Lots of really cool stuff, though. Signed memorabilia from all your favorite NFL athletes um, and we constantly are refreshing it. So get in there, give us a like, get in on a break. Uh, We do them six days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I go live every day, 1230 or not every day. I go live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on YouTube, 1230 doing day breaks. And then Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday nights, we do night breaks as well. Thursday nights are, a blast. My boss is Jeff and Spencer. They handle shit, and uh, 
they really make it a fun time. So well said, well said, and good luck to uh, your new endeavors. It sounds like you have picked the right industry to kind of jump into. Um, yeah, it, feel, it feels like a good move for me. Also, if you like us, or if you just, you know, can tolerate us for an hour and 18 minutes, then... Let's be honest, you like or love us. There's no other feelings. Then yes, then please, 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 please like and subscribe the Oh Boys Podcast Network on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We are yeah, maybe you're a pocket cast guy. You could be, and we're there. We'll find you, maybe. We're there. Maybe. You'll find us. <laughs> yeah. We'll meet halfway. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Cool. So, uh, yes, for... We'll, we'll talk... <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we're off the rails here. For, for Steel, for BS Collectibles, I'm Ziggy. Hey. We'll talk to y'all later this week. Peace out. Peace. Strong side. Strong side.